number 31 of the Average Man podcast. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. Um, it is Saturday the 16th of March, Saturday night the 16th of March, I'm at home, kids are in bed, wife's out with a friend of hers having a drink and a chat, I'm surrounded by animals, a cat and two dogs, so if there's any strange noises in the background that's what that is. I'd like to start this episode um, by doing my shout-outs, as always. First shout-out goes to Two-Way Hire Services, your family-owned and operated two-way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge, so they can help you up here in the Pilbara, uh, whether you need a portable handheld radio, CB radio for your vehicle or antenna, Two-Way Hire Services will keep you connected. Find them on Facebook. Facebook or at twhs.com.au, also on Instagram. Um, he, the the fella who runs this, is my uh, brother-in-law, a good friend of mine, legend um, dude, uh, Ross, and he's also started another partnership uh, with another fella, Sean Hooper. So there's, there's two of these lads together now who've started up um, Perth Hire, which is uh, they hire out equipment for honing, polishing. Um, concrete cutting and drilling so um, all equipment for concrete and construction jobs basically and your all your um, consumable products you can hire from them or, or they can supply to you sorry I should say as well um, so yeah there uh, you can find them yeah Facebook Instagram and they're connected to the two-way hire service sort of page as well and so they share a warehouse out there in Wangara in Perth and I know for a fact that they do good competitive prices both these guys are really good uh, business oriented guys um, who know their their stuff, they know what they're all about, mate. They're about customer service, and they both work really hard. And um, yeah, you know, you want, you want to catch a business um, on the way up when they're, when, you know, um, they're doing everything they can, bending over backwards for their customers to get that good, reliable return customer base going. It means you're going to get a good price. You're going to get people who are really involved and interested in what they're doing, and that's where these guys are in these two businesses at the moment. So a great time to get involved, get them, catch them on the way up. If you really, if uh, they've got anything you need. Um, that yeah, that you think they can help you out with. So that's two-way hire services and Perth hire. 
Also, this week's podcast, would like, I'd like to shout out to Captured by Carlos, two-time Average Man podcast alumni. My mate Carlos, my brother from another mother up here in Port Hedland, she's just doing the damn thing. He is uh, hustling hard, works a full-time job, shift work, and then he's got his photography business on the side, which is booming this kid's... Um, sorry to call you a kid, Carlos. You're a kid compared to me, mate. He's early, early 20s. This kid is going hard. He's, he's um, going to a business... Um, uh, uh, course here in Headland with a bunch of other young entrepreneurs. He's doing work from, you know, anywhere from Caratha for asphalt companies to companies in town. He's getting involved with a lot of other projects, interesting projects out and around the community and in the Pilbara. This dude takes brilliant personal photos. Uh, he's he's done he travelled, I think, thirty two countries and counting. He's got beautiful photos from across the world and throughout the Pilbara. He's really passionate about what he does. He's got a natural skill for it, matched with passion and hard work. He's He's just a great, great guy with great with great photos and great work ethic and a good business model. And watch this kid because he's coming up hard, coming up fast. He's not going to stop either. So check him out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, also, would love to shout out to Shafted Spearfishing. These lads are going to have to do something, get give me some, something to talk about pretty soon. I know that Lukey, one of the boys, has been just working hard. He sold his boat recently, paying off, you know, um, you know, just, just to get to get himself uh, in a better financial position and things like that. So he's making the big sacrifices. Um, but I'm sure when the weather gets a little bit better and they're on some time off, he will be back out in the water diving, posting some pictures and videos, some stuff that I can promote and push for him. And I know he's other, his partner in crime. Zam is overseas on I think a six month holiday at the moment, last time I saw him he might have been in Mexico or South America somewhere by this stage, so he's up living the dream, doing the damn thing as well but those lads will be back at it eventually probably in the middle of the year when the weather's beautiful and the water's clean, out there spearing fish and hopefully they're going to take me out for a tag along and we can do that podcast after a diving session that I've been drumming up, talking about for a little while now, but Sharp and Spearfishing love those guys, two legends, check them out at Facebook, Instagram and YouTube uh, your local spearfishing crew, mate, showing some love and support. So, I would also like to shout out, as always, to PCC Productions, the audio-visual specialists up here in the Pilbara. Um, Brad Holder is the man behind the scenes there. He's got a great team working behind him and with him. Uh, they supply sound technicians, sound gear, lighting, all the stage equipment and everything for most of the... Um, um, live events that are held up here in town for anything from the races the marble bar you know marble bar cup to to stand up comedy shows to musicians traveling through you know they they set up booked the events for and and, and um hosted uh the northwest fest you know the likes of bliss and so hands like houses and um you know and a bunch of other great bands this year so i just a big shout out to, to brad i haven't been in contact with him a little bit lately you know what life gets like you get busy you don't see people you don't speak to people but uh i love what brad's doing love his passion his hard work and, and yeah what he's bringing to the community man i've got to hit him up pretty soon um see if he's going to go to this dan sultan avery takes to oh he's going to go he's one of the the men organizing it and i wonder if um if there's any way you can brad if you listen you can slip in a little uh, sneaky good word for old mate davo from the average man podcast tell dan sultan that he wants to interview him when he comes to town mate go on do it the people want it give the people what they want anyway just dreaming a man can dream but i'll go i'll go watch dan sultan play his avery takes tour um at the uh, matt dan theater anyway and uh even if the dude doesn't want to talk to me and, and, and give the people of headland what they want um <laughs> uh, but that is all the shout outs for this week and um Quick drink of water. I've got to start this podcast um, on a 
on a somber note because there's something that's taken place this week that just can't cannot be um, ignored or, or or sort of skimmed over, man. So. Forgive me, I, I normally get a bit of a steam up as I go in these podcasts and, and, and get a little bit more excited and, and, and um, uh, emotional and, and um, passionate about things as the podcast builds and hopefully that people build steam and momentum with me. But um, I'm going to come out the gates pretty hard on this one just because you know it is, it is a horrible thing that's happened and I am talking about the shootings at uh, the two mosques in Christchurch. Uh, on Friday, so basically, what we know about these shootings, this massacre—I mean, what do we straight out the straight off the, straight off the the uh, out the gate? There's it needs to be a discussion about what what we call this. I mean, this is a terrorist attack. I, I know that people, most people, probably without even thinking about it, are just labeling it uh, not just, but are labeling it. Um, uh, a massacre, a mass shooting, you know, the attack at Christchurch. But we have got to be honest about this. If this was um, a Muslim individual who had gone and attacked a Christian or a church of, of you know, probably you would say a Christian church, we'd be calling it a terrorist attack. That's what the headlines would read. That's what everybody would be saying. And that's what this is. This man has gone and specifically attacked these two mosques in Christchurch. Um, specifically for the the purpose of killing, murdering innocent people and striking and invoking fear and terror into the hearts of people for spe- of specific communities. That's a that's an act of terrorism. This is a terrorist attack. This guy is a terrorist. This guy's a terrorist, man. You know, um, I know people don't mean to. There's not. They don't mean anything. Um, Untowards when they just when we call it a mass shooting or or uh, you know the shooting attack or the massacre at Christchurch, but it's this is a terrorist attack, man. That's what this is. This is a terrorist attack done by a white guy on a bunch of Muslim people, families in, in, in a community, in their place of worship, you know. But so look, let, let's let's talk about the details we know first. Um, Forty nine dead. 49 people dead, uh, an additional 42 injured. Who knows what those injuries, what the extent of those injuries are and the complicate, what those, the complications involved are going to be. We don't know. Uh, it could be ruining somebody's life. You know, I'm sure the physical and mental trauma uh, attached to being injured in a, in, a, in a terrorist attack like this is just gonna, it, it, life-changing. The people who are still alive who've, connected in some way or another to the other 49 people that were murdered so anybody even people who weren't physically hurt that were in the vicinity who were in one of these mosques and had to witness this and i think the attack went on for well i know the video went on for something like 17 minutes so i'm not sure exactly how long they were in these mosques doing this um but this the 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 emotional stress, trauma, damage, terror, fear that's been these people have been subjected to man like you know it's just it's it's you can't it can't be overstated, man. It's horrible. Uh, I'll get back to the facts. 49 dead, 42 injured. Children are among the victims. Uh, it was two mosques involved in the attacks. Four people were originally arrested. One has been released, so there's three people now in custody. And the main suspect, 28-year-old Australian man, Brenton Tarrant. 28-year-old Australian citizen living in New Zealand, 
personal trainer, Brenton Tarrant. You're a fucking terrorist. So, I say they say Australian man. Look, I, I I've I'm on record saying that uh, I believe anybody that that comes to this country and lives in this country and wants to be involved in this country and chip in and and get amongst it amongst it and 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 um, enjoy the lifestyle and the values that we have here and the beautiful countryside and anyone who wants to make this their home and loves the place I'm on record saying that you're you're an Australian that's if you love the place and you want to come and get involved and and chip in and and um you know enjoy our way of life you know bring your own culture and religions along that's fine but enjoying our way of life then that and then you're an Australian in my books this guy this guy you're not an Australian Brenton Tarrant, you are not an Australian, mate. You may have an Australian passport, you may have been born here. You are not part of our culture. We disown you. You have no home. You have no home. You have no people. You have no community. Well, I'm sure you have a community of fucked up, you know, psychopathic, like-minded terrorists, neo-fascists like yourself, but you don't have a real community of real people. This, this country doesn't want you. We don't want you. You don't represent us. Mate, so this guy, yeah, he's a personal trainer. He's from Australia. He's over in Christchurch. He's been scoping this mosque out, or these mosques out for for the past three months. But apparently, planning this attack for something like two years. He's been he's travelled around a little bit, met certain leaders from uh, and and other um, people who've been charged with with murder for this same type of race basically he idolizes these other racist neo-fascist pieces of shit like uh who who are out there in different communities who are advocating violence against specific people of of certain religions and things like that some of them have committed these murders themselves uh, uh, and there's got this little community and these are his heroes and he's out there meeting them and quoting them he's he's put forth an 87 page manifesto online and emailed it to to uh, a bunch of different people and it's been picked up by the media and the New Zealand government have got hold of it and and, and, and you know uh, this guy's just a psychopath man piece of shit terrorist psychopath um, he thinks he's making some sort of grand political statement that's going to be going to be felt on the the global political platform, and the, the U.S. are going to take notice, and it's going to change the way you know the geopolitics operate, and all this kind of stuff. No, no, man, you're just a murderer, just a mass murderer. Unfortunately, people will remember this piece of shit's name. Unfortunately, you've killed all these people and ruined these lives the reach of which is unknown to anyone else, how far that reach goes, but you're not changing anything. You're a piece of shit. I've got a lot of Muslim friends, especially specifically here in Port Hedland, and I see the way that this is um, affecting them. Um, people that go to Friday... Uh, Friday... Uh, um, I'm sure they don't call it mass, sorry. But they go to these um, the mosque on, on Friday for, for, for ceremony. I should know the word. I'm having a bit of a blank right now off the top of my head. I'm sorry. But they, they go to these places of worship on Fridays with their, with their family, with their little kids. They, they go there and they join up in their communities and they feel safe. You know, it's a place of 
peace and calm and quiet and safety for them and and then something like this happens specifically to make them feel uncomfortable and make them feel scared and make them feel like they can't relax anywhere and it's just horrible man it's horrible i see the way this is affecting people and it breaks my heart man and i got to say <sighs> hatred towards the muslim community is so misdirected because of other terrorist acts done on you know atrocities done in the in the name of islam and uh, across the, the across the world you know we all know about isis and and al qaeda and, and these are all, all these other terrorist uh um, factions that have done atrocious things in the name of religion, in the name of Islam, you know, throughout the world, and and then that makes people target their hate at normal, ordinary, just good Muslim people. They're just people who believe something different to to perhaps you, what you do. And let me tell you something about the Muslim people that I know. I've got, like I said, there's a community of them in, here in Port Hedland, and. Um, Granted, most of them are from a specific community, the Malay community. Um, I, don't, I don't have a huge, um, a, a huge sort of uh, wealth of of experience to draw off in other Muslim communities around the country, around, around the world. But the Muslim people that I know from the communities that I know are some of the most moral, ethical, hardworking honest people that you could meet there's something something about these these guys and girls when you meet them and their families that you just feel like oh this is a solid person these are solid people the honesty the passion the humility the way that they're really family oriented they they look after their parents they're really family oriented with their own kids they, you meet them, you know that they're that they're honest, mate. You know that these aren't people who are trying to have you over. They're like I said, they're very hardworking. They're friendly, just great people. That's how I see the Muslim people that I know. That's how I see the communities that I know, mate. I, I don't understand how people can get it so twisted and 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 whatever messed up ideas they have in their head, they can direct that that innocent people, families, children, kids, women, just innocent people. Just going to 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 religious service on a Friday, you know, it it it's absolutely heartbreaking. And uh, I want I haven't said a whole lot on social media. I've seen uh, I've seen a few friends of mine uh, who've put posts out, and they're obviously really upset and hurting and and angry and you know all sorts of frustrate all sorts of feelings going on right now and I haven't really reached out and 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 said too much over social media or anything like that I didn't feel like that was the my platform and the way I was going to approach this I felt like I I would approach this on my platform and and say something more comprehensive and that's what I'm doing here but I want you guys to know that the us as a non non muslim Community is Australian community is New Zealand community is Western community like we we support you guys man we we we're we're with you you know we feel for you guys we love you guys and really this is an atrocity against just humans people yeah this guy specifically targeted mosques well these people specifically targeted targeted mosques and Muslim people but what they've done what they, this is what this is is a, a terrorist attack murdering. 49 people.
and I just feel uh, from the humanity standpoint that, man, we really, really feel for you, for these people, anyone involved in this community. I know this has hit a lot of people really hard, man. And, um, yeah, it's, this is not, this doesn't re represent the, the community that I live in. This doesn't represent the community outside of your own community. This is not what people are like. This is not what everybody's like. This is a psychopath. This is terrorists doing exactly what they feel groups like ISIS have done towards um, you know, Westerners where they, they use a specific ideal to perform horrible violence against groups of people and then try and lump all the groups of people that they support in with that those actions. That's not how it is, mate. It's not what it's about. This is not how we feel. This is not what the this is not how people feel about the Muslim community in general. People may bitch and moan sometimes. Yeah, sure, people are allowed to have their differences of opinions. That's one of the beautiful things about living in a country with free speech. But we don't hate you. We don't want people to die. That's just not what the community. That's not. Yeah, I don't want people to that that's what to be misrepresented about uh, how people feel towards you guys. That's what my main message out of this is, man. Please, we love you guys. Please don't let something like this, don't let hatred grab a hold of your heart. Don't let something like this fill you with hatred because that's what this piece of shit, Brenton Tarrant and his little cohorts, that's what these people want. They want you to be filled with hatred and fear. They want to divide but let's not let them, man. Let's all just stick together. People died. People were murdered. Doesn't matter what community they were from. People were murdered. Innocent people, women, children, kids, dads, fathers, brothers, husbands, girlfriends, mums, dads, all of that. Just people. So we just got to put everything else aside, man, more than ever now and stick together. This piece of shit. Look, man, I've got to move on from this because I can't go on about it. It's very, very negative, very dark, horrible. I had to address this, man. I had to say my opinions, my, my point of view, and um, hopefully for my friends listening, I know some of them are from that Muslim community. I, man, our hearts are with you guys. And like I said, this isn't just a tragedy against the Muslim people. This is just a tragedy against people in free countries doing whatever they want to do, as long as it's not hurting someone else, do whatever you want to do, man, and that's what this is a tragedy against, so yeah, we're with you, man, but I've got to move on, I've got to move on, because some dark shit, man, so, changing gears, um, last week, uh, as people who follow my podcast, my Instagram and whatnot know, I went down to Perth for the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. Flew down on the Monday morning, caught up with my brother and a real good mate of mine, Trizzo, um, who I, 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 I bungled a, an opportunity to get him on the podcast, really, because I, I wanted to get him on around Christmas time to hear his story and his journey from when he was living uh, over in the States. He had a cool little journey over there. He talks it down a little bit, but I'm going to get him on the podcast eventually and milk him for all the juicy details and walk him through a journey step by step and get him to relive it and, and um, entertain you guys with that. But he's a brother from another mother, one of my best mates in the world. I caught up with him on the Monday. Me, him, my brother had a few drinks and, and, and um, kicked on for a little bit. And then, um, <clears throat> and then yeah, Trizzo crashed the night of mine. We had dinner at the Korean barbecue 
restaurant in Perth and then walked around trying to find a bottle shop for eight hours. We ran, literally ran around the city following the nav man trying to find a bottle shop that was open to buy some alcohol. Got a bottle of Captain's Morgan's, went back to the to the hotel or to the, the apartments, neat little apartments to stay at. And drank to uh, to the small hours of the morning and caught up and talked all sorts of bullshit and crashed out. Woke up, had some breakfast with him, dusted himself off, and then um, met up with uh, my other brother from another mother, Eli Shogun King, and a mate of mine, a uh, uh, good mate, Shane Reed. We we caught up, and uh, I say good mate. I've only met him a couple of times, but he's a good mate now. He's in the he's in the circle now. He's he's been inducted, mate. He popped his podcast cherry. Um, dude's a top bloke. Just a, you know, you just meet people, man, and you just they're easy to talk to. You got a lot in common, but more than anything, you just know when someone's a good dude. You know, you get a feeling when you're around. You're like, oh, this dude's a good dude, man. That's that Shane O, that Shane Reed, man. So just a good dude, bro. And um, going through his own sort of set set of circumstances at the moment. So heart goes out to you, brother. Stay strong. Uh, you're a legend, and um, it was awesome catching up with you guys and talking shit and going to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So let's get into it, man. I was so excited about this because, you know, it's been on my bucket list. I had to choose between M&M and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I've missed them a couple of times, so I was not going to miss it this time, even though it was very inconvenient. Um, booked the holiday, booked the flights, booked the tickets, actually, then booked the flights, booked the accommodation, got myself down there. Uh, had a few drinks beforehand, a few warm-up drinks. Saw a mate from town, Matty Fletcher, he was down there as well. We caught up at the Brisbane beforehand, getting on the turps, bumped into a bunch of old sort of people, you know, uh, from around the place I hadn't seen in a little while, which was cool. And then got got down to the to the nitty gritty of it and headed into the to the stadium. It was the NIB Stadium in East Perth there. And um, man, first of all, uh, cons. I got to be I got to be honest because sorry, just having a drink. I got to be honest because I was so so excited about this and um, you know this Red Hot Chili Peppers live music, seeing my mates going down on a little boys' holiday, all this kind of shit. But um. Dude, get into the, getting to the stadium, <clears throat> and um, getting inside there, I, I got a bit of anxiety, man, about me. Hey, just just to be perfectly honest, because I don't do big public sort of events like that very often anymore. And and you know, like I went to the Northwest Fest up here last year. That's that's child's play compared to these kind of events, mate. It was a good amount of people there. You, you can get in amongst the crowd and dance around, jump around, sing and, and have fun and then sort of um, duck out the back when you want to have a bit of a breath and fresh air and, you know, it's no, it's no stress. But, man, being in a standing, in the standing section at a, at a venue like this, it's not even one of the big venues in Perth, but it's big for me. A venue like this, just, um, I think I'm not, I'm not into that being squashed in with that many people like sardines or like cattle like I'm not into that anymore man um as a as this stage of my life I, I in hindsight and I know that the boys wanted to go standing which is why I did it and, and I'm happy to oblige but uh in hindsight for me man next time I go to a big event like this I gotta go seated I can't be squashed in like cattle like that man and I just see the masses of people thickening and thickening and thickening behind me and people are invading my personal space I gotta have stiff arm up front and, 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 you know, like set your stance so people can't bump you from behind and jostle you out of your spot and shit like that. You want to go to the toilet, it's a 20-minute bloody sort of fiasco to get out and then good luck getting back to the same spot you were in before and all that kind of shit. And it was a young man's game, man. For me, I loved that shit when I was younger. I was like the dude that was 
you know, had the dreads out, the head down. I was barging through the crowd to get to the front. You know, I didn't mind if I, if it causes a fight or a scuffle or whatever along the way. I was all about that sort of shit. But being the much more relaxed, chilled out, sort of happy-go-lucky, um, everybody love everybody, as um, as Will Ferrell says in in um, yeah, semi-pro. Everybody love everybody. That's my vibe these days, man. You know, and I just wasn't into the whole bustling through, barging around with people and, and all that kind of shit. It was a little bit too many people for me. So that was one of the cons. I need to go seated next time. So I got my own little zone like I had at Eminem last time I went uh, to a big event like this. Uh, that's just me being honest, man. Straight off my chest. But the music, let's get down to the music because that's what I was there for. Now, the set list uh, wasn't as impressive as it could have been. Definitely not as, as impressive as, as it could have been. I mean, they started with uh, around the, with uh, yeah around the world, which is a great track to start with. Um, and they played you know Californication. They played a bunch of big hits as well, but there was a lull in the middle of the set. I think it was about five or six songs where they played a bunch of new songs. Um, like yeah, like a block of them, like five or six. There might have been one old song in there as well that also wasn't one of their big hits. Um, and it really, the energy came down, man. In the middle, you can see everyone was kind of down. We didn't really know the songs, man. I'm all for you. Yeah, I understand you want to play your newer stuff and shit like that, but I feel like you got to pepper them through a little bit more, like sprinkle them with hits and shit. Like you play one or two new songs, and then you play a friggin' one of your massive ones, like a Zephyr song or or um. Of scar tissue, man. Like they didn't play scar tissue. You know what I mean? I was, I was actually really cut that they didn't play scar tissue. Even when they, when they came back for the encore, I thought, yeah, here we go. It's gonna be scar tissue now, man. It came back with the encore was another un, relatively unknown song. It's like, damn, what the? Who just who wrote this set list down, man? Like. They played, like, don't get me wrong, a bunch of hits. Under the Bridge, like I said, Californication, Open with Around the World. Like They played a shitload of good songs, man. Um, and they and it was awesome seeing them live and their energy was amazing, but I just felt like they missed the opportunity on, on probably four to five songs that needed to be in there that just kind of weren't. And that lull in the middle kind of let it down a little bit, but then it picked back up. And I've got to admit as well, the songs that they played that I didn't know... Um, they looked like they were fun to play, like really bass heavy, drum heavy. There's a lot of solos, so there was a, there was a bunch of patches throughout the the gig where they they do drum solos or bass guitar solos or lead guitar solos. You know, they're all just kind of going off like jamming. Um, Kiedis, Anthony Kiedis ripped his shirt off at some point. And he's ripped as he ever. He's, he's and he's in fifties now. He's like mid fifties or something, man. And he's like ripped. You know, probably a little bit of testosterone replacement therapy going on there. That's okay. Looking ripped, energy was there with all of them. They're all jumping around, watching them do the damn thing, watching them sing uh, "Under the Bridge," play "Under the Bridge" live. You know, like that was that was all really cool, man. So, that, I, I know I lead with some of the negative points, and that's just me being honest and um, like ever, ever the uh, the analyst as I am with my life and with events and with everything. I analyze, overanalyze, underanalyze. I just analyze shit man so that's just me being honest and, and analyzing it from that point of view but the music was great man it really was the, the the energy was great it was so awesome to see him man um yeah it was just a just a great night had a really good ball a really good time really good fun man like i said great great apartment in the city there woke up the morning after the chili peppers and the dudes I was staying with, Shano and, and Eli, decided to bail at like 8 o'clock. I was like, oh, okay, man. This is like a famous Eli move, man. Have a big night, whatever, party out. And he gets up, crack of dawn, bang, he shoots out the friggin' door. It's like, 
until Winston. You know, I hate that the separation in the morning after a big night, like when you're still trying to get your wits about you. Like, you need to have brekkie, kick back, have a chat. You let the, the haze clear a little bit so then you can kind of reconnect a bit before the, the, the parting. But, you know, old mate jumps up, packs his bag. Right, mate, we're out of here. And they shoot at like 8.30 in the morning or something. They weren't seen for like another year. But that's uh, that's life, mate. They bailed out early. I had an early checkout anyway. It was like 10 a.m. or something. And I was like, oh, it's a bit busted up from the night before. My hombres had left me on my own. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I walked around the corner, packed all my shit, packed the, everything up, left the, left the, the unit. The apartment, packed everything up, went to the place I had breakfast the morning before around the corner, I had a coffee and a bacon, some bacon and eggs, a bit of a feed, and I was just sitting in the city going, you know what, I'm like, oh, it's like a Wednesday, just a normal work day, just business people kicking around and shit like that, I was like, I'm, I'm over the city, I'm over it, I don't want to be here, uh, message Fletcher, who didn't message back till like another five hours, he was asleep till midday or some shit like that, so that's fine, I wish I could sleep that long, wish I had a late checkout. Um, but I was like sitting there just thinking, oh, I can't bother with this. I don't want to go to another pub, spend another 200 bucks and just, just sit here on my own drinking beers again all day. I thought, stop it. My flight wasn't until 3.30 in the afternoon. Stop it. I'm going to the airport, got my bags with me. I jumped in the Uber, went out to the airport and I just chilled out at the airport all day, man. I had a bit of a nap on the seats there. I watched some Netflix. I had pub lunch there at the 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 long neck, whatever the pub is called at the airport, the domestic airport there, just chilled out, man, and, and it was a good call, really, like, um, in hindsight, I wish I'd gone to the Canfield, I didn't think about that one, which is the big pub near the Optus Stadium, apparently it's got, like, a real nice beer garden, and uh, bean bags outside, and a good spot to lounge out, and stuff for a few hours, but I didn't think about that, went to the airport, man, chilled out, like I said, watched some Netflix and stuff, had a bit of a nap on the couches and everything, and it was good, man, I was kind of over it, ready to just come home, see the kids, see my wife and everything like that, so it was a good spot to hang out for a few hours, I think I was there for, um, I was there for a good six hours, so that's a bit weird, but that's what I did, um, but yeah, had a had a great trip, man, and it took me like a solid four days to recover, like a solid four days to recover, I didn't do anything on the, the Wednesday, then the Thursday, Friday, two big days at work, that kind of rocked me in the heat and everything. Saturday, I had just flat, no energy. I was supposed to go to a barbecue Saturday night. I had to bail out. I was like, I just need to sleep. I just need to just kick back at home, rest and sleep, man. Went to bed early and woke up. Finally, I was good Sunday morning. Got myself down to the gym and <clears throat> started piecing my life back together. But no, I really enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, had a mint time down there and yeah, cheers to the lads for who all met up and, and all helped that um, come come to fruition and, and, and party it on with us, man. So um, what else has been happening in the sphere uh, lately? We've had we've had a few, had a couple of good locker versions in a row, and, uh, and I kind of called it after you have two good locker versions in a row. So it's like, well, we had two good ones. We'll probably do a dud pretty soon, and that's kind of what happened. We, we had uh, Youngblood and Halsey did a locker version a few weeks back, which was quite cute. They obviously got some sort of you know romantic relationship going on. The way they they look at each other and sing and giggle and little inside jokes between the two of them and that was really really nice song a, a um, cover of a Death Cab for Cutie song, um, beautiful beautifully uh, um, done by those two, and then uh, the week after was Denzel Curry who did uh, a um, cover of 
killing in the name of by Rage Against the Machine. I mean, you've got to be no slouch to pull that off, man. And he really, he nailed it, man. Like, he had the energy and the passion. He had his own verses in there and shit. It was just mad. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. And his original that he did, sorry, I don't know the name, but the original that Denzel Curry played, so he's like a black American dude, he's like a rapper, but he's obviously, he's got very um, diverse sort of skills and style and, and influences and things like that. And the, the original that he played, I really loved how he got on backing vocals and, and um, I think she did a verse as well on the song, Sampa the Great, who's a local uh, Melbourne, uh, Melbourne slash Sydney, um, by way of, oh, I'm not sure what African country she's from off the top of my head, but she's, you know, she, she's from an African country, she's, but, Sorry, I can't. I I have. I I did look. You know, have done a bit of research on. I can't remember off the top of my head where exactly she's from. She's an African, so we call her an African Australian uh, singer songwriter man. And, and I love how he got her on his track to help support and back up. Like you, re, like utilizing the local talent and props out to the to the local talent in the area and things like that. I think that was pretty cool. They did a great job. And then we had a couple of shitty ones, man. Last week was like women like national. Oh, International Women's Day or something, and they had some uh, band, uh, I can't remember the name of them, and didn't really do it for me at all, and the week before that, they had some, I can't remember her name, it was some uh, weird, looks like some depressed Mormon chick doing a cover of uh, Miley Cyrus and Mark Ronson's Nothing Breaks Like a Heart, just this like wearing like high neck long long skirt like just bland head and features and no motion in her voice or anything just doing the cover of like murdering a cover of Miley Cyrus and Mark Ronson's nothing breaks like heart so that was not my cup of tea but that's fine different strokes for different folks and land yeah yesterday's Friday's was um they had Pond on who are just weird band man they're I think they're like a West Australian sort of Perth-based band. They share members with Tame Impala, and while Pond are kind of just weird, psychedelic rock, kind of a bit bland, a bit flat, not really my style. I was excited to see what they came to the table with, but it was meh, not much. Uh, they did a cover of Madonna, one of Madonna's songs, can't remember off the top of my head. And while, like I said, they share members with Tame Impala, who are a psychedelic rock band, but they're good. They're awesome. And when they did like a version, they did a cover of Kylie Minogue, um, confided me, and it was badass. They kicked it. They, they they really nailed that one, hit it at the park. But yeah, Ponds was a little bit weird yesterday. Not my not my cup of tea. But you get that man. The locker versions are hit and miss all the time. But I just love the opportunity to see different artists take on 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 other artists' songs and shit like that, and see them doing their own stuff live. It was good. And the 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 recording uh, team at Triple J for that locker version. I mean they're that brilliant it's, it's like studio well, I mean it, yeah, it is it is studio quality recordings it's like studio quality music when you hear it it's just obviously done live in one take so but yeah we'll see what what, what the what uh, next week has to offer and I've been listening to all of my locker versions um, retrospectively so uh, I haven't had radio at work for weeks now just mine died recently and I've been on a job where we're in machines and running around there's not really any place to have a radio so I've just been listening to podcasts and things like that audiobooks and I've just been listening to the like of versions on YouTube when I get home on Friday night so I don't know who they've queued up for next week or anything like that so it's always a surprise for me at this current stage so we'll see what next week brings and has to offer uh, other news around the joint would be my brother's coming to town moving up here my brother Mick 
Um, he's moving to Port Hedland in, in a couple of weeks, so that's going to be pretty cool. The kids will have their uncle around. I'll have my brother there. I can catch up for a beer on Friday afternoons and shit like that. Got him some work, so he's all hooked up and ready to come back up and and and, and um, have a crack in the Pilbara. Like we grew up in Craft through his kids when we were young fellows were there for eight years or something like that. So and he's visited me up here in Hedland previously when we lived here last time around. So he knows what it's all about, man. And he'll just miss the the real. Uh, grip of the heat which is which will be good for him and I, and I reckon it's going to be a good change for him so that's exciting get my brother in town and like I said uncle for the for the kids and stuff like that I'm sure the rest of the fam down in, in Perth will miss him but you got to share so it's his turn to come up and, and hang out with us up here for a little bit now so that's pretty cool um, yeah, well, we've had a few storms and shit around lately like talking about talking about the weather so hopefully uh, there's been some lightning around this evening I'm hoping to get another big downpour tonight help the weather change fill up a bunch of the water holes and the river systems around town like we need a like we need some a good couple of days of just downpour to really fill up the water holes and everything like that man so we're hoping to see some of that coming to fruition um as the weather changes i'm looking forward to getting outside and have barbecues and shit again and having some people around entertaining like we really just have been in shutdown mode the last three months in the heat and everything and i've got this awesome fire pit from the job i've been on recently it's like a, a circular co uh, concrete pit with a steel arm on the side it has a a um, swivel hot plate and then another swivel hook for your um for your camp oven to go on so i've got that in the in the yard i'm looking to set up i'm getting ready to set up some low-lying timber seating around it and shit like that so we can have barbecues and and that here in the in the winter sitting around a, a cool um concrete fire pit with a hot plate and everything attached to it man it'll be just like camping i'm, I'm really looking forward to to getting that thing going uh, my wife's been going plant crazy lately it's looking really good around our house she's getting into all of her plants she's buying heaps of plants she's listening to podcasts on plants and propagating and and uh, how to you know nurture plants and all natural pesticides and there's plants inside there's plants outside she's splitting them and and um, growing cactuses and like I said propagating all sorts of stuff going on around here it's, it's keeping her busy which is good and, and it's looking looking really cool like lively and, and and really nice around here at the moment and um yeah, we're starting our big compost bin tomorrow. Get out there with the drill and drill a few holes in the old plastic bin and we're getting some manure and some grass clippings and got all the, the scraps from inside. Been on Pinterest and found out a few ideas. So we'll get our own compost going and just going to be real composty plant weirdos for the next next uh, stage of life. See how that goes. Um, and yeah, broom coming up. Going to broom in a couple of weeks. I haven't been up there for like uh, four years since Shady was a little baby. So interested like pretty excited to get back up to Broome we've got some good friends up there there's heaps of babies now people have been having babies just shooting them out so we go see some of the babies and uh catch up with the, some friends of ours up there one of my best mates Tyler he, he, he lives up there in Broome go catch up with him um give him a little scratch on the back see what he's up to so yeah just looking forward to getting up to Broome mate like I said it's been a few years beautiful part of the the, the country and, and hopefully the weather's nice up there for us coming into the end of march not too humid muggy and shit like that so that'll be good and yeah apart from that just um yeah man just just sort of kicking on through really looking forward to the end of the the wet season and things to start easing off and and get back involved in the outdoors and shit again like lately so um yeah that's um that's all current and other news going on for the average man at the moment the last thing I'd like to address on this podcast before I ch ch chime out is the uh, the artist who wrote the uh, the the um, the intro song 
which was is dangerous. What was the name of the song? Wait a minute. <clears throat> the name of the song is Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman Like Me by Lana Del Rey. Um, man, I'm a massive Lana Del Rey fan. Uh, I'm really intrigued uh, by her style. It's like mid-last century inspired style with her, the way she dresses and her lyrics and her voice and her music and the vibe that she brings. Um, it's really nostalgic. It's kind of like a sad pop, I think she's been described as. Really good songwriting, really different. No one's, no one sounds like Lana Del Rey. So I really, really enjoy what she does. And um, I mean, I'm, I've always been a big fan of female singer-songwriters. Like, um, I love Meg Mack, I love Odette, the two Australian singer-songwriters, King Princess, Sampa the Great I mentioned earlier. Um, I mean, I'm, I've always respected but haven't been a huge like, fan as in listening to Amy Winehouse, but I really do respect and love what she did. Um, I even like Halsey and Miley Cyrus, pop. Pop singer songwriters, singer songwriters. You know, I don't like I said sit there and listen to their albums and things, but I like what they're doing. I like some of their songs, especially Miley, Miley Cyrus. I like a lot of the stuff that she does, and she's a legitimate songwriter. You know, so great voice and everything like that. So I really like uh, female singer songwriters, and, and the most notable one would be Missy Higgins. I got a little story about Missy Higgins. So I've always been a massive Missy fan, and um, when I first met my best mate Eli. Um, Back in 2008, we were both working underground. Um, I was a drillers offsider. He was uh, on service crew, just two shit kickers, kicking shit. And um, we connected over music on our first shift change. Uh, you work seven nights, have a day off, then work seven days, then come home. And on that day off, everyone gets on the piss. So it was our first shift change, and we sort of had been working in close proximity to each other but hadn't really connected or anything. I thought he was a bit of a dick. And then um, he thought I was so cool. Like, he just thought I was a legend. He was following me around, just going, dude, you're so cool. And I was like, oh, this guy's a bit of a dick. And then, um, and then, and then he'll he love that. And then on our first shift change, we kind of like, um, I, I was uh, hovering around the CD player. We used to listen to CDs back in 2008. That was still a thing. Um, there were some old CDs that were just hanging around the top of the CD player on the bench and shit. And I went to my room and got my CD case that I had brought with me. And um, yeah, I was really manning the CD player and kind of like making sure no one else came in and fucked with the tunes. And this was back in the day when you, if you wanted to play a playlist, you you know, it wasn't if you didn't have tape like recordings, you had to stand at the CD player and play the songs you wanted to play and keep changing them. You find songs in between, and you know, like that's how you play the playlist so I was manning the CD player and he'd be coming up and putting his input in and, and, and having a look around my CD collection and approving of this and approving of that and suggesting this and suggesting that and I thought yeah man this, I think we got something here and he, he and I connected and um, when I left that mine site and went back to the real world working in Perth back on doing roofs uh, we're doing carpentry uh, which is what I was really supposed to be doing um, I sold him my little DVD player, I gave him my little DVD player, whatever it was, out of my bedroom for his room. And um, in the DVD player, I'd left a, a CD that he he brought to my housewarming 
several months later, rocks up at my housewarming. And this is back in 2008, so it was 11 years ago, mate. I was a younger man. I was much more worried about my image and being, you know, a tough dude and all this kind of stuff and what people thought about me and you know, I was a manly man and all this kind of shit. And he rocks, rocks up to my to my housewarming party. He goes, hey, bro, you left your CD in the CD player. Hey, bro, you left your CD um, um, at camp and throws Missy Higgins on the table, in the middle of the table in front of everyone. I was like, Phew. That's not mine. He goes, yeah, it is. You left it in that DVD player you gave to me. I was like, no, that's not mine. And Emma's like, that's yours. You love Missy Higgins. And everyone's like, ah, Missy Higgins. I was like, fuck, you got me. I don't care about that kind of shit these days. But he was right. It was true. I love Missy Higgins. I've always loved Missy Higgins. I love female singer-songwriters. That's a big tangent I was going on just to describe um, that I've always been into this kind of of really um, emotional, dramatic kind of female singer, songwriter, pop slash, you know, uh, whatever else kind of music you want to call um, Lana Del Rey's. But I love that kind of shit, always have. So I'm a massive fan of Lana Del Rey. Um, just, yeah. I'm not sure whether her style, her music is contrived. I mean, there's definitely a lot of effort that goes into her image and the way she comes across, but I, I feel like she still must think like that in her head to write the songs that she writes and to to and to successfully um, convey that vibe, that really sad sort of tragic romance from mid late last century. You know, she she really delivers that whole vibe and feeling and, and everything really well. So perhaps she's very conscious of that and works on that. But I think she has to have those influences within her and has to have those thoughts and feelings and emotions inside her. Otherwise, it just wouldn't come across as authentic. But she really... Uh, I can't quite figure her out. So I've got a list here of some of her songs. I'll play briefly um, just so we can get a feel for some of them. And I'll quickly, quickly talk about them and move on through them. But um, she her first big hit was uh, a song Video Games, which went viral. And this is really sort of that, that pushes that whole glamorous mid-century sort of nostalgic type uh, type sound that I'm talking about so I'll get this one to play in a second hear her voice swinging in the backyard pull up in your fast car whistling my name Open up a beer and you say get over here and play a video game I'm in a sphere sundress, watching me get undressed Take a party downtown I see you the bestest So you can hear that style, that, that sort of... Um Midnight, that 1950s, 1960s sort of glamorous, sad romance kind of style I'm talking about in that in that track there, man. That's what really put her on the map. And on the same album was was Born to Die, which is another brilliant song in that same kind of vein. Don't fail me now Take me to the finish line Oh my heart, it 
step that I take But I'm open at the gates They'll tell me that you're mine Walking through the city streets See, it's that really dark, sexy, sultry kind of style to it And really poetic, really deep poetic sort of um, songs um, Lyrics writing as well in, in her music, which I just love. I love a good um, a good lyricist, a good songwriter, man. I really do. Uh, another one off that same album uh, was "Summertime Sadness," which has been um, remixed multiple times by different people, um, which is also a great little track. This one might be worth skipping to the middle a little bit. That one's a little more poppy, a little more poppy, but with her same sort of vibe to it. Now, this next song really messes with my head. Um, there's actually th the three next songs really mess with my head. They're off the, uh, her album, Ultraviolence. The first one is called Fucked My Way Up To The Top. Now, either she's playing a character in this song and talking about specific women who have done this in their career, or she's just being blatantly outright and saying, this is me, I fucked my way up to the top and just telling it how it is. I'm not sure which it is. And this is the theme of the next three songs. The song after this will be Money, Power, Glory, where she says, I want money, I want power, I want glory. I'm not sure if she's playing a character, speaking about other people she sees around, this is, and that's, you know, she's playing, she's singing a song through their eyes, or if she's just being straight out honest about who she is and this is what she wants. I don't know. So I'm so intrigued by her. And the final one in, the, in this trio is called The Other Woman. Um, which is a song about being uh, someone's mistress, a rich guy's mistress. And again, I don't know if this is just a character. She's, this is just theatre. You know, she's involved in, in, th in musical theatre, and she's just painting a picture for us. Or if she's being authentic, I don't know, but I love it. So let's check out "Fucked My Way Up to the Top." Life is awesome. I confess what I do. I do the best. You got nothing, I got tested And I'm past, yes Lay me down tonight In my linen and curls Lay me down Starts out like a sound like a heroin addict, and then jumps more into the poppy kind of upbeat vibe, but still with that same sort of laid, deep, sultry, sexy voice of hers and those messed up lyrics. Man, I don't know what she's talking about. 
in the same vein. Here we go, money, power, glory. Tell it how it is, Lana. the other woman we're getting short on time here sort of in the same vein like I said it's about her being the mistress mistress to, mistress to some wealthy man uh, off that same album was West Coast which is more of the hit hit song off the album which is more of a poppy track you know this one Much more upbeat, much more poppy, like sort of um, psychedelic surf type um, uh, laid back kind of vibe to that one there, which is cool. Uh, Love, which is off her album Lust for Life, which was another great track. So she's sort of evolving as the time goes along by this stage. Look, you kiss with your vintage music. Coming through satellites while cruising You're part of the past, but now you're the future Signals crossing can get confusing It's enough just to make you feel crazy, crazy, crazy Sometimes It's enough just to make you feel crazy time here high by the beach was the last song i was going to play for you but i think you guys get the gist i love lana del rey i love her style i think it's very different i love um there's no one else that sounds like her man and it's not the kind of stuff you put on when you're at a party or anything like that but it's really good chilled out laid back music great songwriting um she's going to be very she's a very unique artist i think somebody that once you know all is said and done we're going to remember her more in hindsight than we do while she's around because she is so different man and um yeah, I, I can't figure her out. I will stay intrigued. I will keep listening and keep trying to figure her out. Um, even if you read a bunch of stuff on her online, there's nothing really um, decisive that, that depicts what she's all about. So, very interesting. Marketed very well. Great music, great songwriting. Love it, love it, love it. I'm running out of time. So I've got to wrap this up. 
Um, yeah, again, guys, thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for listening to this. Thanks for supporting me. Please go on my Facebook page, Instagram page, like it, share it. Um, yeah, if you've got any comments, anything you want me to talk about, start up a conversation on that Facebook page. That's what it is there for. I'm going to stay as active as I can. I love you guys. Um, I love everybody. Thanks for your time. Uh, you know, if, if you're offended by anything I say on here, that's never my intention. I'm just trying to be myself, trying to be authentic, trying to put out a, an honest product here. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing, man. And, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for your time. I love you guys. Average Man Podcast number 31. Over and out. See ya.